Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one flying page of Talmud each day. And I say flying because on today's page, Gitin 79, we are talking about objects in flight. Have a listen. Rather, it is obvious that we are dealing with a case of her roof and his courtyard. Rava questions this conclusion. Say the latter clause of the Mishnah, which taught if he was above on the roof and she was below, and he threw it to her, it being the bill of divorce, once it leaves the area of the roof, even if the wording was erased or the document was burned before it fell to the ground, she is divorced. In other words, the rabbis are saying, imagine the following thing. Imagine a husband and a wife wishing to get a divorce. The husband goes on the roof. He throws the bill of divorce down and in flight, things happen. A bird snatches it. It spontaneously combusts. Something happens and the document never lands. It is still, the Talmud tells us, as if the bill of divorce is legitimate, which is really a great opportunity to meditate on a subject uh, that the Talmud brilliantly predicts, which is the deep discomfort that occurs to us as we ourselves are in flight, suspended between heaven and earth, stuck perhaps in the middle seat of a very, very long flight. Now, look, I'll be very honest. I hate flying. It is one of my least favorite things in the world. It's not that I'm afraid of it or anything. It's just that the notion of being stuck in this confined space with so many people and no control for so many hours, all the waiting, all the hassle, all the formalities, I hate it. But because the rabbis seem to acknowledge its magical status, I thought I would speak to the person that I know who loves flying more than anything. This is a person who cannot wait to get on a plane. You could give him the middle seat. You could give him the seat right by the bathroom. You can make the flight 19 hours as far as he cares, and he would be grateful for the opportunity to simply fly. Isn't that so, mystery guest? Yes, it is. Introduce yourself, mystery guest. I'm Hudson. Liao's son. You are Hudson. You are indeed Liao's son, and you're here in our home. Now, uh, it is Friday morning as we record, and in a few days, uh, where will we be headed? To Israel. On a very long flight. Yes. So let me ask you the first and most obvious question. Hudson, why do you love flying so much? Because I got to be in the air, and it's kind of magical, and... Even though you don't got to pick your destination, like I would love to have a plane to Disneyland, not to Florida, it is still close enough. And I like it because they give you a lot of good food. You are the only person alive who would describe airline food as good food or indeed as food at all. But um, tell me, when you're in a plane, what do you feel? You said the feeling is magical. What do you mean? Because, like, no human could fly, but you could fly in a plane. And, like, the pilot of a plane is a human, so it's like you're actually flying. It's like we're transcending our natural abilities. Now, you spend a lot of time thinking about exactly how the flight's going to go down and what you're going to go on a plane. Share with us your plane strategy. Here you are, you're about to fly to Israel. It's a, an 11-hour flight. Share with us your flight strategy. Um, I'll board the plane, being happy, and then I wouldn't be on my iPad. 
I might read, but I probably won't. The most likely thing I would do is I would start a movie on the screen on the chair in front of me, and I would choose some like kid-friendly movie, and then ask my family to wake me up when the food's ready, even if I've already eaten, because I really eaten. I I really like the airline food. Again, we will discuss that later and off the air. But tell me, how do you mentally prepare for a flight? Because I know you, I know you think a lot about the flight. You get really excited emotionally. You prepare yourself for a long flight. How do you do that? I just, um, I know that it's like very, very rare to crash a plane. So I'm not too scared. And I just try to be the happiest I could be. Hudson, you are an inspiration to me and I hope uh, our listeners too. Thank you so much for being our guest. You're welcome. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, then you're going to enjoy our brand new Take One newsletter even more. Each week, you'll get an extra shot of Talmudic wisdom straight to your inbox. And for those who sign up before Tractate Gittin ends, we'll be raffling off some Take One swag. So make sure to subscribe at tabletm.ag slash Take One newsletter. As always, please go rate and review Take One on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And you could get your Take One t-shirts, mugs, and other amazing form of swag at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruske, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Robert Scaramuccia, Courtney Hazlett, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeone.dafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic. <laughs>